0: And listen now for the word of the Lord. And for those of you who are in house with us today, we ask you to stand. For those of you at home, you can do the same thing. Stand out of reverence for the reading of God's holy word. When Jesus had finished saying all this, he went on toward Jerusalem. And as he was getting near Bethany and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples on ahead, and he told them, "Go into the next village, where you will find a young donkey that has never been ridden. Untie the donkey and bring it here." Anyone, anyone ask why you, why are you doing that? Just, just say, it. the Lord needs it. And so they went off and found everything just as Jesus had said. Why While they were on time, the donkey, he just Why are you doing that? And they, they answered, the Lord needs it. Then, then they, they left the donkey to Jesus. And they, and they put so some of their clothes on his back and they helped jesus get on, get on, on it and as, and as he rode along the people, people spread cloths
1: and, and their clothes on the
0: road and, and in front of him and when jesus was starting down, down, down the mountain, of the of his his hands lord cried as i would first have been
1: praise god
0: because of all of the miracles they, they had, see. had seen they, they shouted, shouted. There is is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace on earth and heaven and and glory to God. But then some Pharisees, and that day the church people in the crowd, said to Jesus, Teacher, make your disciples stop shouting. But Jesus answered, oh, this is not important praises. Jesus answered, if they keep quiet, some people, with oh, are keeping quiet now, If they keep quiet, then these stones will start shouting.
1: Hallelujah.
0: The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God, you may be seen.'" Down and pray with and for me. Oh God. In Thy sight, oh Lord, for You are my strength, oh God, and You are You are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ, and that's what I pray. In Jesus' name, let the church say, "Amen." I want even those. Glory to God, glory to God. Smile today. The sermon topic for the morning is the key to victory. There is a key, a way to victory. This occasion upon which Jesus rides into Jerusalem is often called a triumphant entry. It is called the triumphant entry, even though it is hard from a
1: worldly or human perspective to see.
0: What's so triumphant? Because from a worldly or human perspective, hallelujah, we only have a man riding into a city on the back of a young donkey hearing the shouts and the cries of the multitude, a whole lot of people. That's with our human thinking. (laughs) And those people doing all the shouting were among the poorest, most disenfranchised and powerless people that lived in that land. Uh, There there were no battalions of soldiers, there was no mighty cavalry or warriors on horseback, there were were no swords and spears drawn out and ready for combat. There was no limousines, Mm -mm. there was no bodyguards, and there was no secret service people. As far as we could see, there was nothing about this so-called triumph and entry that would make us think that a mighty victory or triumph was about to happen. All we see is a man on a donkey uh, with a noisy group of people escorting him into the holy city of Jerusalem. Oh, but, however, <laughs> don't you love that word, but, but beloved, this is the only way this episode appears from our limited human perspective. From a transrational understanding, we see more taking place on that day that meets the human eye. See, I'm saying over and over. Over and over, we're going to a new spiritual portal, beloved. We're going to where we give more respect to human, I mean, to spiritual thinking than to human thinking. Oh, glory to God. For one thing, we see none other with our spiritual mind. We see none other than the king of kings. And the Lord of lords riding into the holy city to do battle with the devil. But he comes not to do battle on an earthly battleground. He comes to do battle on a spiritual battleground. This is a day of the spirit. He's coming to meet his enemies and the enemies of all humankind. But he's not coming to meet worldly enemies. He's coming to meet spiritual enemies. The ones called sin Satan, and death. Oh, he's coming. He's coming to meet them and to conquer them. And we know that the victory is at hand because he is the Savior. And he's coming in the power of the Holy Spirit. The greatest power in the universe. The power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, the modern-day church and the world Runs from the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit is in control of us or our institutions, we can't always have it our way. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Beloved, there are people today seeking to know what does it mean to hear that Jesus is riding into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey of all things uh, to a world full of hurting, suffering people. What can the story possibly mean to us today? Well, let me tell you what it means. It means that no matter what it is that is confronting and confounding us today, which could be a whole lot of things, no matter what it is that is perplexing us and paralyzing us today, My dearly beloved, no matter what you find yourself worrying about and fretting about today, that man on that donkey named Jesus is the very man who can help you and me today. Oh, somebody ought to say amen. He can help us. He can transform your situation, beloved. He can make whatever is wrong turn out right in your life. He can find you a job, boo. Yes, he can. He can turn your lights back on. How do I know? Because he did it for me. He can heal your body. He can make a way out of no way because of that man, I said that man on the donkey is the living Lord Jesus. He's alive now and Forevermore, glory, hallelujah, glory to God. You ought to know Him. You got to know Him. You're a child of God, we cannot emphasize this enough because the only thing that makes the gospel relevant to us today, the only thing that makes the gospel meaningful to us today, is the fact that this same Jesus—I'm talking about this same Jesus—who walked the dusty highways and byways of Galilee and Judea. Uh, this very this very same Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus now, who walks the concrete byways and asphalt of uh, freeways of Los Angeles County, Dallas County, Harlem, New York City, Seattle, Washington County, Milwaukee, County, Alabama, all over the world today. All over the world. I'm saying that this this same Jesus. Heal the sick and raise the dead. He did it. He did it. He fed the hungry and saved the lost. That's the very same Jesus. Oh, Jesus who will come knocking at your door wherever you live in whatever situation you find yourself in. Uh, That's the same Jesus, the same Jesus who rode into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey in the very same Jesus who will ride into your life and my life and, and make a difference, do a miracle, and take us places we could never have gone without him. Oh, glory to his name. I'm talking about the same Jesus. You want to know this one. You want to know this one. And so in our gospel lesson, our gospel lesson, Jesus sets the wheels of prophetic fulfillment in motion when he orders two of his disciples. That's who we are today if we're Christians and join the church. We're disciples of Jesus Christ. Oh, back then, he ordered two of his disciples to go into a village opposite the towns of Bethany and Bethphage in the vicinity of the Mount of Olives. And he told them to get a young donkey. Some of your Bibles will say A coat. A coat that had been tied up and never ridden, and he said, go get the baby and bring it to me. A young donkey, and go get it and bring it to me. Now, we're talking about the king of kings, (laughs) and we're talking about the Lord of lords. We're talking about Jesus, whose father owned the cattle on a thousand hills. We're talking about Jesus, whose father had all power in his hands. Oh, good God am I. I don't think the president of the United States would want to ride in anywhere on a little donkey. Hallelujah. He gives his disciples instructions. God always tells you something that to you may not make sense. But he gave his disciples instructions saying, if anyone asks you why you tie, untying the donkey, tell them this. The Lord has need of it. Sometimes when we do crazy things and people don't have, don't understand, we say, the Lord has need of it. And so the disciples, being obedient, being obedient, they went and found the donkey. And as they were untying the donkey, the owners of the donkey appeared and asked the two disciples, say, why are you untying the donkey? And the two disciples answered, the Lord has need of it. Why are you praising? The Lord has need of it. And you know what? That's all they had to say. Listen, you know what? If I had been one of the disciples that day, I probably would have said to myself, to myself, like you would do to your mom and daddy when they told you to do something. You didn't say nothing out loud, but yes, ma'am, but to yourself, to myself, I would have said, My goodness, that sure was easier than I thought it would be. If I was going to take someone's donkey, if I was going to take somebody's car, that's that's equivalent to in that day, I sure would have expected more trouble than that. But the point of the lesson is this. The point of the lesson is when we are a disciple of Jesus Christ, we have to do. Things out of trust and obedience to him. We have to go and do what he says, do, and we find out that no matter what it is that the Lord tells us to do, he will have already worked things out before we get there. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. I remember someone saying to me, I started to say something in a sermon many, many, many years ago at a revival. And the man came up to me after the revival and he said, Pastor, you know what I noticed? I noticed that you started to say something that you didn't say. I said, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I said, how did you notice? He said, because I could tell. He said, but let me tell you something, Pastor. If the Lord gives you a word to say to the people, you don't question that. Because he's already prepared the ears of the people, no matter how hard it is, to hear it. God will fix it before you get there. He will have already straightened out the crooked places. He would have already opened shut doors. He would have already cleared the path. He would have already prepared the stage. All we have to do is what the Lord tells us to do. And God is always telling us something, beloved. He's always telling us in his word what he wants us to do. The question today is, well, maybe two questions. One, do you know the word? Two, do you do the word? Think about it. We being obedient to God today, and so and so they brought the young donkey to Jesus, and when they had thrown uh, their garments across it, they set Jesus upon it, and and he rode toward Jerusalem. And the Gospel of Luke, and also the Gospels of Mark and John, they say that the crowd threw clothes and palm leaves in his path, and as they were passing the Mount of Olives, the multitudes just burst out I said they burst out in a hallelujah celebration and they begin to dance and shout saying hallelujah hosanna hosanna oh lord they made some noise I know some churches if you make some noise they want the ushers to put you out they made some noise hosanna Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. How can you not scream it? Hosanna in the highest. Oh, good God almighty. Oh, no doubt about it. It was a strange way for the cosmic savior, the messianic king, the son of almighty God. To come into the city but here in this episode the lord intends for us to learn a lesson about what real power is and the first thing you know man no got it what real i'm talking about real power so here's the lesson we learn that real Human humility to God, and human humility to God, because real power only abides and resides in God. Humility is not going around being pitiful. That's not humility. Is not letting people walk all over you. Humility is not being a people pleaser. Humility that uh, is not thinking less of yourself. Humility is thinking of yourself less and more of God. Beloved, there are many people in the world today, oh, many people in the world today, who think that they have power, Look at wars, and rumors of wars. Ah, they say people who start wars do it because they want to exert their, their power. <laughs> and they think that the power they have is the only real power there is. But, but people like that, let me tell you about people like that. People like that have a way of becoming sorely disappointed when they found out that what they really have is not power at all. See, when you really know God, when you know Jesus, When he lives in your soul, when you know God, you know you don't have no power. (laughs) Or when you know God, you know you don't have no power. God, pay attention, dear ones, pay attention to this. (laughs) God has been making a public display. Listen to me now, listen to me. To a whole world that has forgotten and ignores who has the real power. God has been making a public display of his power and of the fact, especially over these recent years. We have weather people who think they control the weather. God's (laughs) been showing us (laughs) in every way that he can We don't have power over nada. Oh, we thought the world would never shut down unless we shut it down. God is letting us know today who has real power. People who thought they had all the power they needed to control their lives learned a lesson for all of us. to see, the Bible says pride comes before the fall. And the truth is this, no human being on earth, no country, no man-made system has real power. No denomination has real power. Real power abides and resides in our humility before God because real
1: power belongs
0: to God. And the only way we have access to God's power that only God has is through our human humility. Ah, this is the way people talk today. The person who says, look what I have done. (laughs) Can't show us power. But the person who says, look what God has done with me. Can you believe it? A little girl from Tex, look what God has done for me, don't you know that that's what is uh, katanji Brown Jackson saying today? Look what God has done for me. And the person who says, look what I have, have uh, come upon. Oh, look what I have that I got all by myself. Uh, But the person who says, look at what God has given me. Don't take no credit for nothing. That's human humility. If it had not been for the Lord who was in my life, you tell me where would I be? Where would I be? He looked beyond my fault. And he he saw my needs, (laughs) And a million angels, the voices of a million angels cannot express my gratitude because we all have more than we deserve. We all have more than we deserve. I'm talking about comparing yourself to a holy, all-powerful I'm not talking about comparing yourself to other people. They don't have no power. I don't care how much stuff they got. <laughs> Let one of them get sick. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Let one of them lose all the things that they have. I'm talking about God, beloved. Jesus rode into Jerusalem that day on a donkey with nothing to demonstrate but God's power. That's why when you filled with the power of Almighty God in your life, it'll show yeah, it'll show up when you walk in. It'll show up when you temporarily out of cash. It'll show up in an old car. It'll show up in an old suit. It'll show up in the projects I'm talking about when you got God's power. You're going to walk like a child of God. You're going to think like a child of God. You're going to act like a child of God. What God has and what God wants is all about humility. And when we understand that, we humble ourselves. Jesus in the background. That ain't where he wants to be. He said, love the Lord your God. Not yourself, not your children, not your friends, not your mama, daddy, whoever. Love the Lord your God. With all your heart. All your soul, all your mind. And all your strength. And then he says, love your neighbor. You love yourself with all these billionaires in the world. There really doesn't need to be any poverty in the world today. So, so listen. So, listeners, listen. As he rode in to hear the shouts of the crowds, the Pharisees, the church folk, in the multitude, they spoke to Jesus, you know, they didn't like Jesus. He was too popular, getting too popular. He didn't do things the way they did things. He didn't go by the rules. He didn't know the polity of the church. And, and, so, and so they didn't like Jesus anyway. And so all these people who didn't care what anybody else thought, oh, glory to God, <laughs> were shouting. The church folks spoke to Jesus saying, teacher, reprimand your disciples. Won't you tell them that they are making too much noise? (laughs) Uh, But Jesus said, it's important now to open your mouth and praise the Lord. Just like we open our mouth and praise ourselves and other people. And football and basketball, all the sports and all the Jesus said, let me tell you, if these people were silent, like you are, if they were silent, when I demand praise, and when I want folk to make a noise, if they don't say nothing, the very stones. Listen, I'm God. You know what? You think I need you and can't be who I am without you people, but I can. You see, if you won't do it, don't think I won't find somebody else to do it. Oh, good God, isn't it sad you be in a church where some people think they're indispensable? God will always open another door because ain't nobody indispensable to God. Just because you don't say nothing don't mean he don't get something or somebody else to say something. The problem is I don't want to be left out. Because not opening my mouth, he said, the very rocks would cry out. In other words, God is going to be praised out loud no matter what. The one thing we do not have to worry about is whether or not God is going to be praised yeah oh lord it's it's humble yourself even in your finest clothes when you come in church to open your mouth and praise the lord it humbles yourself when you run around the church kicking off them expensive shoes it, it just humbles him when you come into church looking as cute as you want to be with as many grease behind your back as you got and still you don't think about none of that because you're gonna pray You're going to praise the Lord. Why? Because he wants you to. Because when I woke up in the morning, you know what you can do? You can hear the birds praising God. When you walk along the beach or go on a cruise, I I hear the ocean praise in God. When, when, when I lay down with my window cracked at night, I hear the rustling wind. Praise in God. I, I tell you today, God will be praised out loud whether you and I praise him or not. But there's a danger in this, beloved. Listen, listen, this is the danger. If we God, no, we be opening up our mouth, praising all kinds of stuff. We get excited till we come in church. And where the Bible says, praise the Lord, we come in church and praise the dead. Oh, hallelujah. God gives you life. <laughs> Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. But we come in church like we ain't alive. I don't know what it is, because, because, because it's a danger in that, because one is disobedience, and if we don't praise him, we just might be surprised on the day of judgment when we don't get to go into the pearly gates of heaven. Oh, I just, I, you know, I, you know, I, I'm just saying, because the Bible says, let every Thing that has breath. Do what? Praise the Lord if you breathe. And and I know that you are. You better humble yourself. Open your mouth. Praise Jesus today and forevermore. Praise him. Praise him. Don't let no rocks cry out. let Let me tell you something. One of the greatest secrets to overcoming the trials and tribulations in our life is the power of our praise. If we would just not stop being obsessed with ourselves and lay all that down and start praising God, many of the problems we have would not go away. You know what I mean? Because praising God will set our enemies to flight. And praising God will turn darkness into light. And praising God will take my mind off this present situation. I'm talking about praising will bring the presence of the Lord. Why? Because the Bible says when praises go up, Praises go up to God. Blessings. Blessings. Come down. Oh, child of God, I close. This is why as long as I have breath, I'm going to praise the Lord. Because ain't no rock going to shout in my place as long as I'm alive to glorify and praise. The Lord, our gospel lesson today gives us two examples to follow. Jesus rode in Jerusalem on the back of a young donkey. This was the example of humility. And Jesus encouraged the multitudes to praise God. This was the example of the
1: power of
0: praise. Both humility and praise are the keys to the power we need to overcome in our lives. There is power. And humility, And there is power in praise. Can I get an amen? Somebody today, somebody needs to humble yourself and surrender to Jesus today and stop playing with the Lord. You need to join the church of Jesus Christ. I know your call payment is, is important. I, I, I know you're looking for that insurance. I know you're looking for all all the stuff that you think's gonna take care of you when you need it the most. But let me tell you what's the really most important thing for you to do, and that is to join the church of Jesus Christ. Oh, the songwriter, the songwriter just takes this scripture and he makes it clear. Songwriter says, ain't no rock gonna cry In my place, as long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name, ain't no rock gonna cry in my
1: place. Praise the Lord! Ain't no rock, hallelujah, gonna cry in my place. Oh, glory, as long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name, ain't no rock rock gonna cry in my place. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy Holy name. name. Come Uh on, let's praise Praise. his holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise his holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. name. Ain't no bird gonna sing my song. As long as I'm alive to glorify his His holy holy name. name. Yeah. Ain't no bird bird gonna sing my song. As long as I'm alive to glorify his His holy name. Come on, let's praise his holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. Come on, let's praise his holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. Ain't no rock gonna cry in my place. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. Ain't no rock gonna cry in my place. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. Come on, let's praise his holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. Come on, let's praise his holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. name. Hallelujah. Are you alive? What you alive to do?
0: To glorify his holy name. What we talk about most of all today ought to be the Lord. Ah, This is a day of talking about Jesus. This is a day of talking about what God has done for you. In the midst of all of this, we better give him glory. We better give him praise. Because he has all power in his hand. And so as we close, we want the Lord Jesus to know. Lord, we want you to know that ain't nothing going to get in our way of praising you. What did you ask us to do as you were preparing to go to the cross to die and suffer and die on our behalf? What did you ask for? So, in our humility, we will give you what you want and we will praise your precious and holy name. I invite you to stand to your feet. I invite you to remember to join us on our website for your giving for your comments, spread the word that we are now doing live service, we will begin at eleven fifteen on every Sunday so you don't have to wait for YouTube, you can join us live on our church email B-A-C-F-I-R-S-T-C-H-U-R ch at gmail there's a form there for you to join the church as we're taking people into God's church by all means and all forms available there's a way that you can give your finances to the church of Jesus Christ but most of all my dearly beloved Don't forget, the most important week of the Christian year is this one, Holy Week. Don't let Jesus not go through this week without us. Remember him every day. Look up on your internet and and see what each day, what's happening on each day. And while my people have already been sent that information, there are copies here for them who are here today. Follow him every day. Say, Lord, you're not not going to suffer and plead for me and I'm not with you. You said you'd never leave me or forsake me. I'm going to say it back to you, Lord. I won't leave you. I'll forsake you. And I'll praise you as you go. We invite you back next Sunday on Easter. Jesus Christ. So now I am I will give you the benediction as we prepare to sing as you go this day. Go knowing that the bow in humility To
1: God is the most powerful thing you can do. Go knowing
0: that when you open your mouth and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I need you, Lord. There is none... Like you, Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Oh God, I love you, Lord. Say it till it becomes a habit. <laughs> you just saying that even all the time. I love you, Lord. I love you. Praise your precious and holy name. There is none like you in heaven or on earth. Nobody like you. Nobody like you. If it hadn't been for you, who would I be? I give you glory. I give you praise. I leave this place empowered because now you know now you know humility to God praise to God It what it takes for us to have victory let the church say amen
1: let the church Thank you.